0: Hey beauties, welcome back to Real Girl Talk podcast radio. I am your host, Sherry Ricard. I'm a medical professional, business leader, author, speaker, and adversity recovery expert, bringing you fascinating guests, business, beauty, and lifestyle tips to help you create a beautiful life and always committed to keeping it real. Now let's dive in. Today's episode is brought to you by Create Your Life, a 30-day devotional and lifestyle workbook for women who want to live an intentional life, equipped, empowered, and anointed. You can grab your copy of Create Your Life, devotional and workbook on Amazon or visit realgirltalkpodcast.com. Hello, my beauties. Welcome back to Real Girl Talk Podcast Radio. I am your host, Sherry, and I have Jen Goldman. She is a certified financial planner and change agent. She brings 30 years of experience transforming service businesses to thrive by implementing time-saving techniques that improve people productivity, profitability, and growth. Jen Goldman has been published in Inc. Magazine, Tech Tools for Today, Liberated CEO, and we are excited to have her on Real Girl Talk. Welcome to the show, Jen.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited too.
0: Yeah. So I want to know first, what is a change? I know what a certified financial planner is, but what is a change agent?
1: So it's someone that knows how to change the mindset and how people operate. Ah. So there's there are certain techniques that work that once you hear them they're pretty, to me they're common sense but yes that's something that I'm known for.
0: You teach services to businesses but you also help them thrive through operation. How do you do that? What yeah. what what do you do for a business that
1: that maybe is suffering and needs to thrive? Well, the first thing is you listen, right? You and I would agree to hear what they think the hurdles are. And then it's about organizing the solutions and ideas in the right order yeah. for the greatest impact with the least amount of effort. So it's, it's never that uh, leaders in business don't have great ideas. It's about the order that you do them in um, and acknowledging the impact on the team.
0: Okay, so this would be for is this for large corporations or for smaller? Sure. Small it's companies?
1: for both. It's for both. Okay. I mostly work with companies that are you know under 10, 15 million gross revenue. Mm-hmm. But this is applies for large businesses, but they have a great team. They have experts that work with them on this. Uh, smaller businesses don't have that luxury, right? Right. So how do they kind of think through, I have all these great ideas. My business might be floundering in a certain area stagnating. My team might be a little bit in the doldrums. We certainly can relate to that right now. Right. right? And then what do you do first, second and third? You know, and then how do you get buy in? Like, how do you get your people to buy into that and go, yep, I I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so I'm going to trust you. Let's, let's go with it.
0: Right. So walk me through that. So let's just take a hair salon, for instance. I'm just going to throw a business out there. And you have the owner and and you've probably worked with those as well. But um, right now, with what's going on in the country, a lot of them had to shut down for a period of time. They don't know how to revamp or get back started. They may need you know, a financial means to be able to get back started. Um, yes. What would you do walking in the door? I'm a hair salon owner. And what can you do for me at that point?
1: Well, I would look at a couple things. First, you just mentioned the financial aspect of it. So if there needs to be financing, there's always the local community business banks that are there. And we will always wonder, like I'm up here in the Northeast, there's, these banks are popping up everywhere. There's a reason for that. They're looking to invest in businesses that have kind of a stable, predictable revenue and salons have that because you have a following, right? These people Mm -hmm. come back over and over again. So the one thing is to get the financing in order if that's the case. Um, The second thing is to look at the marketing. You know, I think that somebody who works in a hair salon, that's what they love to do. They don't love as much the marketing or the sales or maybe the general operations, right? They're doing what they love, but they've kind of, I'm not say forgotten, but put to the side, the marketing. So I'd be looking at the marketing and creative ways to build trust, to bring new people in. I'll use actually my hairdresser as a great example. Mm-hmm. So we're up here in the Northeast. It's pretty strict <laughs> and, you know, it was a struggle. And so hard thing was get more on Facebook put up videos to show that everybody's wearing masks following the regimen right and also in this case offer porch hair styling so like she would go around to families and do hair styling during covid and believe you me did quite well so she did a, yeah i mean and she actually cut down on her hours so again i think you have to look at the where the bleeding is so if it's financing and arrange that first But then the second thing is, what is your brand? How are you building trust and how are you attracting new people? And there's no shame in asking for business from your clientele. I think in this now more than ever, you can do that. So those are the things I'll think about. So you can tell I just touched on money, right? I touched on marketing. I touched a little bit on sales when you're asking for reviews or referrals. You know, you got to touch every part and then figure out what do you do first, second, and third.
0: Yeah. And that makes sense because you just hit on something when you said you get your financing in order and then look at marketing. And sometimes marketing is really difficult for some people. I I love marketing. Um, I enjoy it. So I, and I'm a content creator. So I, if I don't have the time, of course I have easy software techniques and, 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 and some people that can help me do that if I need them to, but to me, I can do it really quickly because, I just, I'm good at it. I did it for years. I have published books. So obviously I can, you know, create content, but for some people, it is very difficult because I've had people ask me questions on how to help. Them. So I want to pick your marketing brain just a little bit because I know if you've worked on marketing, you know a little bit about that. When you're marketing a business, um, I know I have a lot of listeners that have businesses, and marketing is a struggle for some of them because these are a lot of questions that we get asked. How would you market a small business if you've never marketed before? What would be the first, where would you start
1: first? It's somebody like you, I'd put you right on video.
0: Right. right?
1: Okay, because you have fused, but most people are absolutely scared of that. They want to be perfect. They want to look perfect. They want to say the perfect thing. So I'll stop with that. I tell most businesses start with the Google reviews. I have can't tell you how many businesses I've used where they've never asked me for a review by the top search engine that if you put keywords in, whatever that may, they're going to find you. It's, it's kind of a little bit crazy, right? We forget that and it's free, which is another crazy thing. So for marketing, I start with the Google reviews. It's the easiest, it's free. It definitely boosts up viewers and eyeballs, mm-hmm. right? The second thing about marketing is grab others' content. Don't grab it in a way that it's too much, right? Or it doesn't right. seem authentic. So find people that are speaking about things that you wanna, your target audience would want to read about. And then put your own little spin on it. Learn to write 140 characters. Just teach yourself. And you know what? Be okay with the fact that you're going to foible it a few times. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we can go back to when we started our businesses, we made mistakes, but you learn. Um, right. So that's easy. Then again, the video, I still think if you can gear up to that, that's really huge because that's about trust. You know, mm. Whether again, it's a hair salon or some type of other business, or you're selling a product. Even if it's raw and real, like I've seen, I look at my teenagers and the videos they watch. These are people sitting in their car talking. They're, they're not in beautiful, green lit backgrounds. It builds trust. It, it's You're authentic.
0: Right. It is authentic. And I yeah. do, I actually will get on, you know, Instagram quite a bit and do Instagram stories from my car because... I'm a pretty spontaneous person when it comes to a thought. <laughs> if, I, yep. if I don't act on that thought, I'll forget it. Right. I'm at that age where write it down or forget about right. it. Um, but I will. I'll be in the car and... And then I'll think, you know what, I need to remember to do this. Or I have walked into a parking lot and sat there and thought, you know what, like I came out of the grocery store not long ago and I noticed a lot of rude behavior and it really, you know, I don't let people steal my joy, but there was a particular person that just stole it from me, just flat out stole it. I I should say I gave it away (laughs) (laughs) in the grocery store. And so I walked out, I got in my car and I said, you know what, the best way for me to get out. And this is how I did that with, with pain when I went through um, the loss of my child is that I I journaled. So one thing that I do is I try to teach people a situation which actually heals me and it got my joy back for the day, but I literally got in the car and instead of ranting, I just said, this is a public service announcement of three ways to be courteous in a grocery store. And so I gave three ways. And I included one of which I felt like I was disrespected and added two more and just gave like a PSA of the day on how to be courteous. And I will tell you, it is hilarious because I got so many views. Yes. From that Instagram story and feedback of, you know, hail, yeah, and hail to the yeah, and preach it. And all this, you know? yeah, that's
1: right. Right? I'm like, it's the, oh, it's okay. the ranting moments. Yes. It's the I'm not ranting. the only
0: person that people are rude to in the grocery store. So, you know, my goal was to reach that person that might do that disrespectful thing, not meaning to. And, and also it just kind of got it out. So it's really funny that you mentioned about authentic videos, because that's probably the most spontaneous, authentic video that I'd ever done. You know, no makeup, hair on top of my head, got in the car and said, Oh no, I've got to do a PSA (laughs) about this one. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's true. So give us some ideas about when you're talking about marketing um, and somebody's doing a video, say it is a, I don't know, real estate agent, you know, let's change, let's shift gears. What would be a great way for them to do video in their business?
1: Well, one, certainly an announcement of a new uh, commercial property or residential property. Why not be standing in front of it with your sign in front of the house? I mean, listen, we all know to tilt the camera down a little, right? <laughs> make like better. I think somebody younger taught me that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, and just say, listen, I'm just, I'm really excited. This is a new listing. It's out. This is where it's located. Done. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be staged. I mean, so that's one. Or it could be sitting at your desk, for that matter. It doesn't really matter. Right. I mean, to be frank, you're, you're, where you're sitting, where you're standing should relate to what you do to some extent, right? right. I mean, right. that's just end story. And And I think it's about being excited, not feeling like you're bragging, but feeling like you're just happy in this moment and you want to share it. So I think that's to be fair, because you have a lot of women listening, right? right. It's, we're not bragging. We're just happy and we're sharing that happiness in the moment. Or we're doing the, oh, duh, I just learned something. And you know what? I don't want you to struggle to learn this. I'm going to share it right now. The, all that is just about, it is, it's like therapy, mm, like you yeah. kind of alluded to before, and sharing. So it really doesn't matter what business you're in. It's, um, where you are in that moment and working in the business and just connecting with people and giving a message out, whether it's something you learned or something you want to share with them.
0: I love that. And (laughs) people
1: have the right, they don't have to watch these things, right? They don't have to read. So,
0: and I like that you said that it's about sharing because that's what it is. It's about sharing. It's not about selling. Um, you know, it's with my 30 day devotional and lifestyle workbook that I came out with create your life. You know, it's not about selling that workbook. I mean, let's let's be honest here. It's 1079 on Amazon, okay? So if it was about selling, I would be selling it for a lot more than that. And it's not about selling it. It's about being able to share a 30-day walk of scripture and affirmation, and encouragement, and teaching women how to journal to get everything that they fill out on paper. Because I know that it helped me. So if I know that it helped me get through the worst pain of my life, then I have to be able to share that in some way. And it took me many years just to come out with that one, even though I had wrote books, just because I wanted the perfect scriptures, I wanted the perfect affirmations, and I really felt led to write it just the way that I did and put it in those 30 days. Um, So I like that part of of sharing instead of selling because I think we forget that when we're excited about what we do and all we have to do is share it and people can see your enthusiasm. That's right. You know, and when you were telling me about video before, um, you and I actually talked before we started recording and I don't actually put my podcast show, the video aspect of it on YouTube and you're making me change my mind because it probably, you know, and I wouldn't mind doing it as just a test run because there are those people that really, I personally don't have time to sit down and watch. videos, but I will plug in and listen in my car. I will listen uh, in my house. If you have one of those little Surrey, Alexis, you know, I'm going to do a Southern term, do H. then (laughs) you can, you can actually listen to any podcast, right? Any podcast, including mine, I'm everywhere. So I think that's really cool to incorporate video. And I know another technique that you do is you do time saving techniques for businesses. So t- let's talk about a little bit about the time-saving yeah. techniques that you use.
1: Yeah. I just actually was writing about this morning again. This is an oldie but goodie. Mm-hmm. And that I, every time I say it, I'm like, I feel like I'm beating the dead horse talking about it, but it is still sticks. When people want to connect with you, you just can't make it difficult. I cannot tell you how many times that I might go to a provider and I'm like, where is the email or how can I get a, on a call with them, right? Mm. So you and I both know this, right? Because we use these tools. But I'm a big fan of the call scheduling systems. And, and there's a lot out there. I have like a whole list in my tech directory, but it's not the point. They're cheap. They're like $8 a month. right? And literally giving that link out, if somebody wants to talk with you, they should be able to book a call with you no reason and i think unfortunately but silver lining covid has brought that out forefront right um email is fine there's nothing wrong with that text is okay although i don't want to get text i gotta tell you get enough (laughs) um but the real people that want to reach out they should be able to talk with you and 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 schedule it in and and being held to that schedule so i always say your social media profiles um, your website everything should be plastered with how to book a call with you. If that's the business that you're in, and right now, I got to say, most of it is a call, right? It's not just stopping into somebody's place. Now, if you're a retail store, that's a different story. That's a, one of those huge time savers because the email volley back and forth, right? Imagine if you and I just scheduling this had gone back and forth five to six times. That's just such an ineffective use of time.
0: Well, and it probably would have never happened, right? So, that's right. you know, that's right. one thing that I do, and, um, and you pretty much said that, is I use a basically a software system that's really inexpensive. I, I don't know. Yeah. I have to ask uh, my assistant how much it is, but I think it's like, it's either eight, nine or $10. It's not expensive. It's under $10. Yeah. Yeah. And I fill out exactly when I can record for my podcast, for my guests. Mm-hmm. I mean, people listening, this is how I get my guests. I mean, I not only do um, I have an abundance of people and I will just say, I'm not bragging, but I am proud that there are people that want to come on Real Girl Talk. They know the show has been very successful, but I have an abundance of emails of people that ask to be on the show. So the first thing that I do is I go in, I read about that person. I do not skip any emails. Okay. I, I never know who's asking to be on the show. Um, I had somebody that actually sent me an Instagram uh, direct message and said, you know, I really would love to be on your show. And. I was thinking, okay, they asked me by Instagram, and then I clicked on it, and I found out she's a celebrity fashion designer. I mean, she's verified by Instagram, and I was like, oh, okay, let's talk. Um, And she's actually now a friend of mine in California, and we we text back and forth. But so you never know who you're going to meet. But the point being is that's how I have to schedule my recordings. I have to send you a link. You see when I have recordings available pick the one that best suits your schedule and boom, we're connected automatically. That's right. Because I told you in advance when I could record, when we could talk. And usually, usually there's about seven or eight sometimes availabilities. And I only do a month in advance. Some people do months and months in advance to do the recordings. And I don't do that because life changes and I do not like to cancel. And so I'm not going to tell you I can do a recording in November or December when it's September. Now my October calendar is out. And I believe it's full now, but I uh, I don't have a November calendar and I won't until mid-October. And that is just for my recording because my personal life comes first. And so that fills up my schedule. And then once my personal schedule is filled and all of my meetings for my business is field, then I do my recording schedule on when I can record. So I'm glad that you brought that up. So that's just an idea for people. You don't have to be in business. You, you know, you could actually have a very busy schedule and have a lot of things going on and you could still send a link out to different people to have different appointments. You know, when you can think about
1: yeah, if you're doing volunteer work, I'm sure you're involved. I'm involved in a lot of volunteer work. There's calls that need to be had. I advocate for public schools. I got to corral the troops, right? I think that in the end, these are the, these are the little, I guess I would say these are the little tricks, right? To save time and protect your time. I think that's the other thing. It's not only saving your time, but protecting like you just said about family time versus work time or qualification time. You don't want everybody to reach out to you and want to talk with you. So, you know, in these, you can ask questions to pre-qualify people and decide if you want to talk with them. So again, it depends on the business that you're in, but like I worked with an education consultant. Could you only imagine what her world looks like right now? And, You know, and she was just losing it because people were calling all the time, all day. And she felt terrible. She's a giver like I am, like you are. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is, you've got to put this into place, not only to save you time on scheduling, but to protect your time because you are no good when you are tired. You're no good to yourself and you're no good to anybody else and those kids that you want to help.
0: Um, So let me ask you this. You said that you do, and you're an advocate for public schools.
1: Tell us about that. Walk us through that. What do you do for public schools? (laughs) So I used to be on my town's finance committee for three and a half years and realized that we were just struggling to fund our public schools properly. And so because of conflict of interest, I left that and started up uh, a Facebook page, which I have to be fair, I'm not a big fan of Facebook. I I try to stay off of the emotional rants as much as I can, but this was the best place for almost everyone in the town. So basically brought together um, the residents, the teachers, um, the town uh, elected officials, and we were on that to learn about what it takes to fund education and all the pieces that come with it. So I started this pre-COVID not knowing what was coming And so now it's taken on a life of its own and I'm just giving it a little time for everything to settle in with the schools and then we're going to go back to the big discussion. I'm a a daughter of a public school teacher um, and a mom who also worked in education. And I believe that um, knowledge comes freedom. And I believe that every, this is one of my heart projects. I believe that every child should be given a decent education so they have choices in life. Mm. I mean, I might've gone into finance because I wanted to be an independent woman and I didn't want to rely on others to give me financial advice that might've been slanted. And so that's education to me, right? Like I chose it. I want children to have the opportunity to see the choices in front of them and to have the best life that they can. That's. I
0: think that's wonderful because you're absolutely right. And what better way to actually, you can teach them Mm -hmm. financing. You can teach them all of the things that you know that may come easy to you, but not necessarily come easy to someone, or they don't have the opportunity for it because it's not put in front of them. And I believe there are a lot of things that we're missing in the school. You know, my daughter is a school teacher in the public school system, and she was for many years, and now she's what they call the digital like what do they call her the digital digital management. literacy?: Yeah, but basically that's a fancy
1: term for she is the librarian <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have, we have the digital librarians actually where we are. They're, yeah. They teach digital literacy with library and reading. I mean, right. that's a and she's great in position. Charge.
0: She's literally in charge of the God. teacher's computers, the kids' computers and their laptops. So she is basically digital technician slash digital Amazing. reading library, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call her. She's the jack mm-hmm. of all trades, but point being, she has a Facebook group called Learning living, learning lifestyles, which is what really wonderful too for moms. And um, so she is about children and she's about moms that are raising kids and um, she's a step parent as well as a parent. Um, And so I really know what you're talking about when it comes to the public school system, because I hear a lot of things, a lot of time from her as well as I have a good friend that was the superintendent of one of the largest parishes in the state of Louisiana as well. So I understand that there are a lot of things that we're missing in schools today that we're not teaching our kids. And I believe there are things that they're teaching them that I don't feel that are life lessons and that they're not going to continue to carry on. So I financing to me and being able to know how to handle your money, how to make money, how to expand that money and grow revenue should be at the top of the list. I yeah. think communication, yeah. learning how to speak to people, learning right. how to read people, learning how to yeah. understand different personalities and different pe- um, different people's traits and characteristics, yeah. should be at the top because you can learn how to make money. But if you don't know how to communicate what you're trying to get out, you're not going to make that money, right? Yeah. yeah well, and
1: and this, this is, is the conundrum you see in the schools is like, listen, we have to fund the schools in a way that empowers the teachers to be the leaders that we might've had. Like I can go back to some of the teachers I had and my God, did they pave the way for my leadership and my brave? Mm -hmm. I'm scared half the time on certain things I'm doing. I'm worried about failure, but it was my teachers and my parents that taught me that you could get up after failure, that you could lead and, and still be scared, that you could speak in front of a crowd because that was being brave. Even if your voice was shaking, like forget about even, the financial freedom, right? It's just the freedom to pursue what you want to pursue. These teachers are so hampered by lack of funding, lack of parents paying attention to the schools that that they can't be the leaders that we had in our generation. So that's my whole thing about this whole, the funding of the schools, giving the teachers the platform and the ability to get back to what they were and attracting your daughter. Like the younger generation of teachers, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know if I'd ever want to be a teacher right now if I were coming through college for right. that. It's pretty tough profession now more than ever. So we've got to get back to the core, which is the education of our of our kids. Because frankly, they're gonna save us. That's the way I look at it. Right.
0: No, you're absolutely right. And and I love that because you really taught me a lot today about Um, the time saving with companies, as well as some of the marketing. So I do appreciate that because I know that that's going to really help a lot of the listeners. And I'd like for you to share a little bit about the financial aspect, if you would. So if you're going into a company um, and you're helping them grow their revenue, how do you do that? Where do you start with that?
1: Yeah. So I always first start with a profit and loss statement, and there's a lot of companies that just haven't put theirs together. So unfortunately, you got to get your books in good order um and I'll look at a balance sheet if they have something if they don't, I'll show them how to create that it's important it's a It's a metric right of the health of your business and then I can see trends through the profit and loss sheet, especially if they've been in business for a few years, to start to see you know where they're best to spend their money, where they're not, and where we might need to grow the revenue or cut the expenses mm. you know again, looking for not only time savers but cost savers, and then also how do we do the revenue boost? So from there we get into a conversation just as always, right? What are some marketing ideas to boost revenue? What do we do with your unprofitable customers? That's a tough one. I've spent a lot of time on that one. Like how do you offboard your not profitable customers or not right fit? Because as businesses we evolve, right? And we get closer to the ideal customers that we want but we always have the laggards that might've got us there and we feel terrible about letting them go. So I'll work on again, the growth, the shedding, as well as the cost reduction.
0: And do you do this as well for online businesses? Cause a lot of people are going online these days. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. There's some, t- there's some elements of what I do that pertain to any business. I would say the only way it differs if it's a product business versus a service business but it could be b2b or b2c it can be online or it can be face to face at the end a lot of what i cover both by coaching and both by my online courses it's it's really the basics of a business mm. you need to kind of do it no matter what business you're
0: in you're right because i think too a lot of people have had to close their doors and figure out a way to be profitable yeah. online and you know some people think it's easy but i don't think it's Oof. easy to do online because You know, nowadays, if you're promoting on social media, I mean, let's just Mm -hmm. be honest. It's, it used to be the number one free marketing tool and it is no longer free because if you think you're going to reach an audience on social media, um, sorry, but Facebook and Instagram have figured out a way to not let you have any type of reach. And there's a lot of censoring going on right now. So if you're promoting anything that's political, (laughs) You better pay for that because,
1: because. <laughs> that's right. Otherwise, it's not getting out there. But you're right. It's about the noise and the volume. Um, uh, I always tell stories, right? So it's a yoga studio. The yoga studio. What are they supposed to do? People are coming to the studio. How do you keep that business going, right? It's this whole online, like what you and I are doing. But is it okay to just put a Zoom camera in the corner with a laptop and just go for it? Like, what are the different things? Nice. Internet connections. How do you market and get yourself through the? 20 other yoga studios, by the way, that are in the same zip code that are trying to market. I mean, it's, so we have to tackle that. that? How do you do it? Well, I can only tell the stories I've done, right? So first of all, your website has got to be less pages, sharpened to the point. Here's my classes. Here's my times. Book, use the scheduling tool to book yourself right into the class. It gives you the Zoom link and the PayPal link. Like you've got to, unfortunately, you might've loved being the yoga instructor, you now have to have a little bit of tech in your world right Um, so the website can the website be the Facebook page it can it's not as nimble so you have to go through cleaning up your Facebook cleaning up your Instagram cleaning up your website and making it turnkey so people know how much it costs when they can book and then the reviews so again it comes back to reviews how do you spread virally and make your you know your yoga fans bring in more people it's Mm -hmm. asking hey bring a friend uh, virtually, right? <laughs> or right. can you give me a great review? Because I know if you review me, all your friends will see it.
0: Yeah. And I think reviews are a big deal. You know, I'm really big on, I actually just sent out a newsletter because you, if you looked at the reviews people that just bother to go back to my podcast show, it is not a smidgen Of the thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads and listeners. And I'm thinking, how do I have so many listeners and you have so few that will bother to go back and do the reviews. And it's, um, and it's, and, and, you know, to me, it's about just sharing the love because I think that if you do go back and you do a review for anyone, I believe karma is real. Okay, so I yes. think Car- it's going to come back on you tenfold. And I am one to think w- I'm going to do for someone as I would want them to do for me. You know, so I am never one to be on someone's podcast show and not review it. I always review their show, I always give them, yeah. you know, a ranking, and that's just what I do. And so I just re- recently sent out a newsletter just. Just with the guest that I have, you can tell that they have, not all of them have gone back and do reviews. And so um, if any of my guests are listening and you haven't left me a review, I'm going to get you because
1: shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, right. But you're doing it. I just did it too. It's, it's, listen, it's these things that matter. And I don't think at the end, people just don't think about it. It's not like they're meaning to not help you, right? They're not, when they listen and they go, oh my God, I just had that aha moment listening to share. They don't think it's not their fault. So you have to remind them to please do that. It's just like when I used to go into a store or a salon and afterwards I'm like, why don't they have an iPad open for me to just give them a quick review in the moment when I'm feeling like beautiful. Nobody ever asks. What a great idea. I would have done it, Right like you look gorgeous and you're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I
0: mean, better than that, like you, you could pop out an iPad and just say, Hey, for an extra 5% off, if you leave us a review right now, right. I will be happy to take yeah. an 5% off or 1% or 3% who cares off yes. of your sale. Are you kidding? Yes. I would be like, you want to take money off just for me clicking five stars yeah. and telling you how great you are. Give me just a second. Yeah. I can do that right now. You know? That's right. I think that's that's nice. And even if you're not doing that, if you're not able to give somebody a discount, because maybe you're not, you're in more of a service rather than product sales. Mm -hmm. It's just good character to me. I think it just comes back to you. And, and so I think we do need to spend time and I will tell you, I've been guilty of going back much later because I have forgotten. Um, But I know, like I told you before, if I don't do something right then my old brain just forgets. So I have to write (laughs) it in order to do it. You know, but I know my husband and I went to a restaurant. We were at the beach a couple of weeks ago and it was our anniversary. And the waitress was just adorable. She was so cute. And she said, Will you do me a favor and will you leave me a Google review and please use my name? And she pointed to her name tag and then she said her name. So we saw it. She pointed to it and then she said it. She said, My name is Mac. And so if anybody goes to Shaggy's at Pensacola Beach and you meet Mac, she is a waitress, tell her that Wendell and Sherry Ricard said hello, because we loved her. She was so sweet. She made our anniversary very special, just hanging out right there during the day on the beach. And I, she said that they were doing a contest. And so it was important that I do a Google review. And I said, certainly, well, we left and we went to go look at a condo that day with a real estate agent. So I had forgotten. And it wasn't until a couple of days later that we, I just, it hit me. And I went, you know what? I have to do that right now Now. or I'm going to forget. And she meant that much to me and I gave her my word. Okay. So I gave her my word that I would do it. And that means a lot to me too. So I just grabbed the phone, looked up Shaggy's, hit the, all you have to do is just hit the stars and it opens up to write a review, gave her five stars and mentioned her name and and how sweet she was. And it just made me feel good because I did that for her. I had nothing to gain. Um, from it, but I also gave her my word. And so it just, it made me feel good because I know she saw it. I know she saw right. it. She was in a contest. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, you can just take time doing that for somebody, whether it be your hairstylist or your real estate agent or your boutique or your favorite podcast
1: show or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but right. and And here's the thing as a business owner, try out your own experience. Mm. You just said it. You went to Shaggy's it was click, click, done, right? What yeah. if it took you 10 or 15 clicks to find the review area? Uh, would you have done it? Now you would have, because your word is good as good, right? But right, that's right. not it the case for most people. It would have been harder. Exactly. Attention
0: spans are a little short. So yeah, yeah yeah and so yeah you can pretty much go to my Instagram story um, at least a couple of times a week and I'm going to show you someone's review and I'm gonna do a yep. swipe up where you that goes straight to my show where you can leave a review. So I make it pretty yeah. easy. Um, yeah. I think it is pretty easy to leave a review on podcasts. It's easy to leave a review on Google if they are on Google. Um, if you can easily find them on their website, right. it's e- it'll say it right there you know right there yep. And it's pretty easy. Well, thank you, Jen. I appreciate you so much. I really, really do because I know that if you're giving me a lot of insight, I know what you're doing for the audience, and so it's all about my listeners, right? I, and I and I love that. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Tell us where we can find you.
1: Jennifer Goldman Consulting is the website, and if you pull me up and write LinkedIn, you'll find my profile. Luckily for me, I got it before there was a lot of Jen Goldmans out there, so. You can connect with me on that or just go to my website and reach out.
0: Now, can we
1: find you on social media as well? Um, Yeah, I'm very quiet on Facebook. So the most I am is you'll see me, but it looks like I'm very into the schools. <laughs> so just so you know, um, it goes by Jennifer Buffano Goldman. So okay. and my Instagram. maiden name and then my... So you're not an nope, Instagram? I'm not on Instagram. Nope. Not.
0: <laughs> you're not no. an Not yet. You're not know, an Instagrammer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. We've got <laughs> <found> one. <laughs> you're yeah. going to have to groom you into Instagram. Yeah, so I think I think I'm getting
1: pulled in very quickly. <laughs> trust me. Maybe in a month I'll be like, yeah, I'm all over Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
0: and I think too, it's somebody asked me this said, sure. you don't do any TikToks or Snapchats. And I said, uh no. <laughs> I said, Do I need to be on TikTok and Snapchat? I don't think that most of my listening audience is 18, 19, 20 years old, but I could be (laughs) wrong. But according to the (laughs) analytics, most of my women are in their thirties, forties, fifties, and I have some sixties and 70 year olds as well. So that would mean I go to Facebook and Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you, Jen. I appreciate you today. Thank you. It was fun. Okay, guys, make sure that you follow Jen. Go back to her Facebook, which she is rarely on, or go back to her her website and follow her. Reach out to her if she can help you. And thank you for tuning in today. I know we talked about a lot. If there's anything on the show that just resonated with you, make sure that you send me some feedback. Always love your feedback. If it's a question for Jen, you can certainly send it to me. I can send it to her. You can reach out to her directly. And I want you to take care of yourself. You know, we're living in a world right now where we have to change the pace. We have to pivot. We have to shift on what we're doing to make our businesses and our own personal brands thrive. So make sure you're stepping out of your comfort zone because doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result does not work. Step out of your comfort zone, try something new. And until next week, I'll be praying for you
1: the loss of a loved one is a nearly universal emotional crisis unprocessed grief and painful feelings can be buried leaving you to feel numb but there is hope certified grief counselor rn and author sherry ricard shares her story of how to cope in her first book wake up call a mother's grief journey after the loss of her 17 year old son This book, along with Sherry's other books, are available on Amazon as well as on SherryRicard.com.